Southern FM, this is Beyond the Boundary. It is indeed. Good morning and welcome to a new era of Southern sport. During winter, a big thank you to Bruce for basketball. A regular feature, of course, 12 months here on 88.3 Southern FM. Carl Bianco is my name and this is Beyond the Boundary, the first ever edition here on 88.3 Southern FM. A pleasure to be with you. It's going to be fun this year, going to be covering plenty of football from the Southern Footy Netball League, the VAFA, the VFL and plenty more and we'd love to hear from you across the morning 0404 000 736 but it's about time I probably should introduce my co-host for this morning and welcome him back to the studio that, uh, well, he's been sitting in every Sunday for the last seven to eight years here on 88.3 Southern FM, Wayne the Bug Fuller, good morning Wayne. Morning Cole, morning listeners, great to be back. Good to have you back on the airwaves here at 88.3, mate. And look, it's it's a different show. It is not the fifth quarter. I just want to put it out there. We are not the fifth quarter, and we want to uh, acknowledge how great a show it was, and, and I was a part of that for, for a good four to five years, and plenty of great people involved with that. Sharpie ex- as executive producer, Ian Doherty, who I owe a lot to and uh, and, and going to miss a lot this year as well, and a big thank you to him for all he's done for Southern FM. John Bennett, who I'm sure we'll have at some point on the show, your, your old oh, mate, your idol. I was, I was with him earlier this morning at the Saints and Essendon game yesterday. He's up and about. Yep. Yep. He's going all right. Beanie. Going okay. Mm. Yeah, up and about this year for Heatherton as well. Yes. Yeah, how are they looking, the Tunners? Going all right, the Tunners. He's got some handy players who might be helping him out during the season for a couple of one-off games. Yep. And they play Chelsea Heights next week. But Beanie's going well. That's good. The great man's going well. So hopefully we'll get him on throughout the year as well. As I said before, you can text us in at any time on 0404 736. We've got plenty of segments to get to. Some new segments for everybody to enjoy and get involved with as well which is going to be fantastic throughout the year. And we've got some good guests joining us this morning as well. We're on till midday. We've got David Knitzo, the CEO of the Sandringham Zebras VFL team. And uh, if you have been living under a rock or you haven't heard the announcement, Southern FM this year will be broadcasting majority of the home games for the Sandy Zebras this year. And uh, it'll be fantastic to have VFL football on Southern FM, so we'll bring that to you, the first game kicking off on the 21st of April. We'll also be joined by Channel 7 AFL VFL commentator in Nigel Carmody to have a bit of a chat about the VFL season. Former St. Paul's Premiership footballer. Yes, yes, known around the local footy traps, so he'll be joining us for a little conversation a little bit later on. Melody Aiken, who you'd be familiar from hosting Nothing But Net, which also we should acknowledge as well the former netball show that uh, was on this very station, Hugh McLean, uh, Melody Aitken, and Sharpie again, and everybody that was involved with that. We will be covering netball, so not just Southern Football Netball League netball, which has increased to 10 divisions this year, which is fantastic. We'll be covering that. We'll be covering plenty of other netball as well, and Mel will be our, uh, our netball person this year. It'll be fantastic to have her on and hear her thoughts throughout the year as well. And yeah, it's 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 going to be an awesome show today. So we hope you can join us. 
But uh, before we go any further, Wayne, we better introduce who's, uh, another person who's going to be a regular feature on this program. And in actual fact, he's going to be a co-host of the show. Premiership Cricketer. Premiership Cricketer. You would have heard him on Southern FM. He's no stranger to the airwaves here. Uh, Donners, good morning to you. G'day, Carl. Wayne, how are we? How you going, mate? Yeah, going well, going well. Just a wedding out in Mafra oh. at the moment, out near Sales. So, okay. Uh, I thought you still uh, might, have been, might have been still celebrating that, what was it, D-grade grand final? Yeah, look, yeah, it was. That was some serious fun, uh, Wayne. And um, yeah, no, the boys partied hard. It was uh, it was a great reward for a for a, um, a pretty solid year that we put in as well. So no, we were very happy, and hopefully go again next year. Yeah, you've done well, Brighton Union, for the season just gone in cricket. Very good, all all teams. Yeah, it would have been nice to get a couple more wins, though, Wayne. Uh, a couple more grand final wins, but you know it's always good to be there, and then you you build on it for next year, I think. Now, Donis, first of all, five dollars into the end of season footy trip, seeing as you can't be here today for the first show. Very disappointed in you. But uh, yeah, for those no, no, <laughs> for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, what your background is in in community sport, community footy, and where your area of expertise will be this year in twenty nineteen. Oh, well, I've uh, I've covered a, covered a lot of the uh, the Vaffa football. We used to uh, former uh, well last year I was commentating a lot of the Vaffa football for um you know a lot of the old variants games, but also other other games like that. Um, I've done a lot of the old variants commentary uh, in the past, uh, so I know I know a fair bit about the Vaffa um, and this covering uh, for Southern FM as well. I'll be cover, covering a bit of VFL, uh, hopefully. So uh, and also a bit of Southern Footy League. I'll be involved uh, in this year. Um, so yeah, I'm across most of the leagues, um, and I'll give it my best shot. And I'll have to, I'll definitely have to uh, do some research on that netball that you were talking about. Very good. Yes, we'll we'll be all over netball this year as well as the football. <laughs> now, uh, Donners, I've got to ask you, and I'll ask the same question to Wayne in the moment as well. What are you most looking forward to? In relation to footy in 2019, what what are you looking out for? Is there a particular thing that you you want to see happen in 2019 for yourself, for the for a club that you support, or what are you looking for most during winter? Well, well, I'm interested, Carlos, to see how the new rules are implemented across the new across the different leagues. Now, I'm hearing that the Vaffa isn't playing six 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 this year, so yeah. they just play the regular rules. But there will be other rules that are implemented. So the Southern Footy League, on the other hand, are playing six six six. Correct, I'm interested to right? See sort of. How that's gonna how that's gonna affect things? You know, you're not no longer allowed to sort of drop one behind the ball, set a bounce. You know, yeah. it's late in the game, you can't drop one behind the ball. So, you know, it's more free flowing, and 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 we'll see a lot better footy as we've seen in the AFL. But how how the players are going to adapt to it in leagues is going to be interesting to me. I'll be I'll be keeping a close eye on that. But it's interesting that the Vaffer aren't implementing that at the moment. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. There has been a lot of rule changes in the AFL. How many uh, of the of the competitions around around the areas will will adapt them? Uh, as you said, John, it'll be interesting to watch and act. I suppose uh, uh, very controversial. Some would say some of these yeah. rules too. It's really changing the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was, look, I, was I was under the impression that they were all that all leagues were were taking it on, but it's interesting that the the, the amateurs aren't. So um, I don't know why that is. But um, we'll do some research and we'll sort of uh, I'll bring that bring that one to the table for you next week. Because I've noticed in the AFL, a lot of uh, first time players in, in senior football are, are kicking their first goal, and because of the new six by six by six rule, they can't actually go up and, and <laughs> give their mate a high five and say, "Well done, son! You've just kicked your first goal in AFL footy." Yeah, yeah, it's and that you know, and that's that's going to be interesting to see how that 
how that plays out in the Southern Footy League this year. So, uh, but it's just good to have footy back all together, isn't it, boys? I mean, the cricket season was, you know, too um, short, a long one. A long one for, for, for a lot of people watching. Uh, obviously, for me, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah. it was a long one, obviously, with, with the long summer that people were watching Australia get pumped by India. And I think people were just over cricket in the end. It's good to have footy back. We've seen some upsets already. The Mighty Saints are already uh, second on the ladder. You know, stuff like that. So it's just good to have Definitely, mate. We just lost you for a minute there, but I believe you're still there. Now, Wayne, what are you most looking forward to yeah, in agree. season Donners, Looking to the new rules, and also I'd like to see more, how do I describe this, more evenness scores in a game. Yep. I, I don't like seeing blowouts. Yep. And, again, getting around the trap side, you know, it's disappointing when you turn up and you hear that, you know, oh, our reserves are only going to have 15 players today and mm. we may not battle to get a team. But, yep. you know, and it affects the seniors. Blokes double up. But I just hope this year that um, clubs promote their under-19s or under-18s, whatever they've got, yep. and we see a lot more younger blokes playing local football and they become your backbone of your club instead of going out and buying players and getting mercenaries. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose... When you've got a club that has the the proper development programs in place, you see how great a club can be from under-19s and even juniors, you know, under under 18, 17s, the list goes on and on. Like I, I, The example I put out there is from the Southern League. You look at St. Paul's, what they've been able to do. They've yep. been able to use, under Jason Heffernan as senior coach, they've been able to really bring their under-19s up and play, have them play senior football. Dingley do it. Dingley as well. do it. Yep. Yep plenty of clubs out there do it and you know I think you rather see that because it brings a football club oh. together more so than going out and you know getting a high profile star from from another league or from another club and you know you, you, yeah. and then you're, they're in your own backyard and as I keep saying to clubs if you've got a kid who's a centre half forward yeah. make sure you, you push him through the ranks and get him to play senior footy because if this kid doesn't get given a go and you come and your, your club goes and recruits a centre half forward from another division or a, another league um, that kid will go. Mm. He'll go, well, I'm not hanging around this club because I won't get a game. I might as well get down the road and you know, pick up a few bucks. You know what yeah. I mean? So anyway, that's that's what I'm looking forward to the, you know, in all local footy because some of the score lines now aren't funny. You, yeah. you know, we see the scores on a Saturday night on a Sunday and it's it's not on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a worry, but yeah, let's see how it goes this season. Mm. I just really hope that uh, there's not too many clubs out there in club land that have say, 60, 70 under-19s players that could be playing elsewhere. Correct, if yes. We, if we see an improvement in that this year across all competitions, yep. that would be uh, great. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. I yep. Well, some, some clubs are even struggling to get a reserves team up for next week. I know that for a fact. Yeah. I've spoken to a few clubs and they're going, we're, we're trying, but we'll probably run out with 14 or 15 blokes now. When the opposition find that out, you go, geez, we'll mm. probably win by 20 goals. Okay. Not I, fair. All right, I pose a question, and Donna's chime in whenever you like, right? Yep. If a football club can't field a reserves uh, team, should should they participate in the division they're in? Uh, are you talking? Are you talking if they can't get a reserves team? Yeah. In yeah if, one? I mean, if if you're yeah. in a premier division such as Division One, Division Two, right, and you can't field a reserve side, then why should you have the ability to field a senior side? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. I would probably say no just on the proviso that if they get injuries or blokes break down, who are they bringing up? I mean, obviously, they can, they might be able to bring the under-19 players up. but You, well, you might they, not even have an under-19 uh, team. Yeah. That's my, the point I'm trying yeah, to and make. There's, and, there's, and there's the thing, you know, then at, at what Bug was saying, some of the schools are more funny. They're, 
there's a team, if they've only got um, 19 people to choose from, then... You know they can't they can't field a side in uh, in Division One surely so I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be playing them in Division One no not at all. Mm-hmm. It's a watching act I suppose. Uh, we have seen in the past some clubs in in the Premier Divisions across competitions not being able to field reserve sides. So hopefully this year we'll see an improvement to that and the the more clubs can have a reserves and, and I suppose more than reserves thirds nineteens women's football these days yep. as well that we've got a. Also, think about, uh, I suppose, the better for all competitions, really. A lot of forfeits. The last couple of years in amateur yeah. football, southern football, mm. country football, forfeits. You don't see a it, lot. You don't see it so much in the VFL, though. Oh, no, not, not <laughs> at that, it, that was level. It, was, it, was it Mount Wales? Uh, yeah, they're gone. Boys, they're gone. The recess, yeah. they're, yeah, yeah, so they're they, gone. They couldn't, they couldn't even field a, a side or a two side. No. I've gone down another division, so... It's that tough. Sort of it's really sure. tough. If you yeah. haven't got that program of a, an under-19 or a feeder mm. and um, you're surrounded by amateur clubs, yeah, it's a stretch on your club to get a list, a playing list of 60 bikes for ones and twos. Yeah, it's disappointing. But, you know, knowing the people that have been around Mount Waverley, they'll, they'll get themselves back up again and look forward to them being around in 2020. Because, this is the second time they've gone into yeah. recess. So I know, but there have been other clubs out there yeah, in Southern South Yarra have done it. They've bounced back, but it's, it's hard yards. Yeah, there's there's plenty of football clubs out there that have had some financial difficulty or yep. administration issues and have bounced back and, and are real strong powerhouses today or, you know, in a, in a pretty good position. So... Onwards and upwards in uh, season 2019, we hope for all of your local footy clubs out there. Now, I think we should lighten up the mood. Donners, I'm not sure whether or not you've got something for this, but if you did listen to the fifth quarter, there used to be a famous segment which is called A Little Birdie Told Me. Now, we don't have A Little Birdie Told Me, but we've got a new segment, and uh, it goes a little something like this. On Beyond the Boundary. We know within the four walls of the club, once you're inside those four walls. Inside the four walls. So that's what we're going with this year, Bug. Inside the four walls. No little birdies. No little birdies. Inside the four walls. Inside the four walls. Our listeners who always let me know what they they tell me or what I need to know, this is the new new segment. So do you want me to... Kick take off. away. I'll you, kick usually, it off. you kicked off a little birdie, so you can kick off inside. <laughs> I think the it was forwards. the most listened um, segment we had on the the old show. Everybody, you know, it caused a bit of debate, and you know, I'm not out there to kick the guts out of clubs, and it's a <laughs> it's a bit of bit of humour. I think some people took it a little bit seriously when you know, obviously, I found out a lot more before some people knew at club level. So yep, yep. you know, um, it's all it's all good fun. We all have a laugh, and mm. you know, we we don't take it too seriously. But inside the Four walls. I heard from a club that an ex AFL player, yep, who played 105 AFL games at St Kilda and one mm-hmm. with the Brisbane Lions, mm-hmm. may be joining his brother at a Division One club in the Southern Football Netball League. Right. Yep. His brother's already signed on. Yeah. Yep. Brothers. Don't know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yep. There's one for you. <laughs> He's currently uh, an assistant coach at an AFL club. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to de- depend on his commitment and time he's got to, if he can pull the boots on at the peanut farm. Mm. Has this been named by uh, the, oh, it's the circling. Circ club? It's, it's circling. It's circling. Publicly? Has, uh, has no, no, no. It's 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 out there at the moment. Because uh, his brother's already put pen to paper. There has been rumours circulating that uh, the peanut farm has signed a couple of ex-AFL footballers. Yeah. Of late, from yep. same football club that you just mentioned. Yep. 
So that's, we'll watch with interest with that one. 0404 736 is the number you can send a message into us every week on. And if you have something from within the, the uh, four walls that you'd like to share with us, we would love to hear from you. There's been a lot happening in the off-season, and we know that you're just waiting to give us this information. So 0404 736 Donners, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Oh, Wayne, you got any no, more? No, no, let Donners go, and all right. I'll follow, follow it all up. All right, Donners, you got one that uh, you can share with yeah. us from inside the four I, walls? I did a little bit of uh, research on the uh, on the little a little bit of uh, phone reception that I had uh, out here just before <laughs> I came off. Yep. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's common knowledge what I've got, but it, a lot of people will probably know, but we'll start off slow for the year, and I'll be better prepared next week. Yep. Uh, I've got a, I'm also a former AFL player, like West Coast and North Melbourne didn't play a lot of games. Mm-hmm. There's been a superstar of the Vaffa uh, out out in the out western suburbs. An assistant uh, in the Vaffa, did you say? No, no, no he's play. He's, he's been a superstar in the Vaffa superstar for a long Vaffa. time. Okay, sorry. Yep, go yeah. on. Yep. So he uh, has apparently hung up the boots. A big goal kicker. Oh, for a, um, out at St Bernard's. Did one out at St Bernard's. Apparently, yeah. yes. So. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's been a noted goal kicker. He's a Premiership player. I think he was their captain at one point as well. Uh, but I believe he's hung up the boots for 2019. Interesting. Yeah. So so he, uh, he I'll let you have a think about that. Used to play AFL. Been tearing it up in the VAFA of late and hanging up the boots for 2019 before the season started. I believe so. Yeah. That's a good one, Donners. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm curious yeah, to know who that is now, so I have to keep an eye out for that one. It'd be handy to still keep playing up at full forward. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Hey, have you got his email for me, Donners, or does anyone know him? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, right, so uh, what's what's the situation with you this this year, Wayne, at Morty Alec? Morty Alec's still on the committee. Your you president yeah. this year? Or? No, no, no. no? Still, um, Just general committee? General committee, got a okay. committee meeting Tuesday night, still yep. chairman of selectors of the Interleague. Okay, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, still plodding along. Yep. Looking forward to it. Season kicks off next Saturday and what do you like host East Malvern? Beautiful. Have you got anything else for us inside yes, the Yes, actually walls? I just got a, an SMS sent to me. Five teams in the Riddle and District League in the under-19 competition yep. have can't field teams. Under-19s. Under-19s. Yeah, five have- teams. Out of, do we know how many? No idea. No Probably idea. Eight or ten or something, so mm. not good. So there there you go. Yeah, well, I, I think you'd find it hard to have an under-19s competition if you've only got four or five teams well, involved. Right. Yeah. You certainly wouldn't have a, a top top that's, four or anything like that. That's tough, isn't it? Yeah, you'd just pretty much go straight to a grand final, if anything. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. We Another need... one I heard inside the four walls. Yep. Uh, a Division One practice match. Fortnight ago on a Friday night, mm-hmm. got called off in the second quarter. Mm. Bit of um, bit of a few spot fights Don't broke tell. out, and um, the umpires decided to put their hands up in the air and said, "That's it, game over." Game over. So yeah, not good for both clubs. One was a Division One Southern League club, and one was a Div Three Eastern Football League club, and um, unfortunately, yeah. Okay, so was this called off because oh, of... Oh, it's going to get out of control. Right, you know, blokes okay. are... You know, usually the umpires say, hey, pull your heads in and let's get on. It's only a practice match, remember. Mm, it's a mm. Friday night. It's tough to even get there by starting time. Obviously, they're playing at a ground where a club's open up their canteen and bar, and unfortunately, um, that happened. 
which to me is just a waste of a, a Friday night for a practice match. It that's, is. And that's I, not the idea of it. You know, Ian Doherty, who used to host the fifth quarter, he was very passionate about eliminating idiots at the football and stupid footballers that, you know, just can't seem to, to get it right on the field. You know, if you, if you wouldn't do it off the field, don't do it on the field basically, is the message that should be spread, I, I would think. And just don't be an idiot, you know. We, we, we need to... Even crowd behaviour in the AFL as well of late mm. hasn't been up to scratch. It's just... I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, you know, people get on the gas too much over summer and then think it's acceptable to uh, keep their antics over summertime uh, present during winter. But, you know, just be responsible. That's all I'm asking. Be responsible and make the footy uh, a happy place for everybody to enjoy. That's my... That, Correct. Uh, and you know what? That's not even a rant. That's just a comment because we've got a rant Good segment call, later Carl. on. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Pull your heads in. Thank you, Donners. Now, have you got any more Donners for Inside the Four Walls today? I, I don't, boys. I don't. Uh, I'll, leave it with, I'll leave that all with you. I'll be back better prepared next week. I'm back to... Probably back to Melbourne. <laughs> Four and a half hour drive back to Melbourne. So yep. uh, there'll be a match trip, I think, in, uh, along the way. Yep. yep. Which will be good. But I will be uh, freshly prepared for next Sunday. And I cannot wait to get involved. And boys, it's going to be a great show this year. So for listeners out there, please tune in. Mate, uh, I'm going to let you go because that line is atrocious. And uh, that adds an extra $5 to the footy trip at the end of the That's year. That's 10 That's 10 now. So <laughs> we're, we're keeping a tally. And uh, we look forward to having you in the studio with us from uh, next Sunday onwards, mate. Thanks so much for giving us some of your time this morning and uh, we'll speak to you next week. No worries, boys. Thank you. We'll talk to you next Sunday. There he is, John Donahoe Donners, who will be co-hosting the show regularly here on 88.3 Southern FM. Anything on the screen there, Carl? You're looking at the screen <sighs> inside the four walls? Nothing just I've got yet. a couple already sent through. And Have you? Yep. Some, more? Someone's on the money about the ex-AFL player who might be pulling the boots on in the Southern League. So whoever right. sent that text in, you are on the money. So Okay. Let's keep an eye on the clearances. Now, I've got one, but I haven't Ooh. put it by our lawyers, so I'm not sure whether or not uh, I should mention it. Mention it. You reckon I should? Yeah. Righto. Now, I've heard with within the four walls of a football club that's just recently signed a former AFL footballer that he may struggle to get on the park for the senior team. Well, if, if, yeah, if I'm hearing all, that. If at all. I'm not going to name names. But uh, this bloke had a fairly good career with one football club. Played over 200-something games. Definitely. Did play in a practice match the other weekend, I heard. But, mm. yeah, it's going to be... Uh, yeah, see how he goes. Word is that he he will run out... We'll get to that later. He will run out this Friday he night will. for his club. Apparently, I'm hearing that he'll make his way to the goal square. Not in the reserves? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. But I don't know how many... I don't know what the... The go is with him how many games he's going to play or how many games his body's allow him to play. Beautiful. Now, any more from you? Any, no, any, any come through from No, from no, no, no. Everyone's messages? just, um, they're all warming up, so. Yeah, all right. It is the first show. It so is, yep. We're finding our rhythm here on Beyond the Boundary here at 88.3 Southern FM. We've got our Facebook page where you can find the podcast as well. I know a lot of people ask. That's the big question, yeah, Carl. Will um, there be a podcast? Ash Beerham, Chris Thompson, these people who listen to the show yep. want to know. Is there a podcast? There will be a podcast. There'll be plenty of great content on the Facebook page. So head to Beyond the Boundary Southern FM to find out more. But Wayne, we probably should take a break. We've been talking for a solid amount of time and covered a lot of uh, well serious topics and lighthearted topics <laughs> in our first 25 minutes on air for 2019. But we will take a break here on 88.3 Southern FM. This is Beyond the Boundary covering all things local football in 2019. I'm Carl Bianco. Joining me is Wayne the Bug Fuller. 
We'll be back with plenty more right after this. Lots of people get glaucoma, about 300,000 cases in Australia. There's usually no signs or symptoms in the early stages. However, a simple check of the optic nerve can detect glaucoma. And the good news is, treatment can usually prevent further sight loss. So if you're over 40, speak to your optometrist, ophthalmologist or general practitioner and have your optic nerve checked for glaucoma. I'd always wondered about being a foster carer, but I wasn't sure if I was up to it or even eligible. It turned out that I was, and with all the support and training I got, well, now I'm doing it, and it's fantastic. I'm actually making a difference to a child's life. As foster carers, we come from all walks of life. To find out more, call the hotline on 1-800-013-088 or visit fosterabrightthefuture.com.au and make a difference to a child's life. Carl Catherine driving you home. Let's just go through the checklist. Have we got headphones? Check. Microphones? Check. All the Bayside banter? Maybe. I went to call a fellow presenter of this radio station. Okay. At least I thought that I had called oh, the person no. from this radio station. Join us. Four to six. Every Friday. On Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. Drive with Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. I'm Ray Martin, and I was lucky enough to call Fred Hollows a mate and to witness his amazing sight-restoring work. The operation he pioneered continues to free people from blindness today. You can imagine their joy when the bandages are removed and they can see. We call it the Fred moment, and all it can take is a $25 donation to the Fred Hollows Foundation. If you'd like to make a Fred moment happen, then please donate at hollows.org today. A newsman and his music. The Mayor of Bayside, Councillor Michael Heffernan. This proposal for an urban forest strategy. Now, does this mean we can stand by for Robin Hood and his merry men to make a return? Yeah, very interesting, Colin. I thought about that analogy myself, actually. Robin Hood, Robin Robin Hood, Hood, riding riding through the glen. You've got it, Colin. Thank you. That's the Village Glee Club, Michael and Colin. Join me for music, news and even a few laughs here on 88.3 Southern FM, Mondays, 10 a.m. to midday. Tune to Southern FM 88.3 every Thursday from 12 till 2 for Midday Magic with Dave Caffey and Alex Hare. That's Thursday at noon on Southern FM 88.3, the sounds of the Bayside. The sounds of the Bayside, 88.3 Southern FM. You should taste that. I'm so fancy. You already know I'm in the best lane. From LA to Tokyo, I'm so fancy. Can't you taste this girl? Remember my name. Got you blow. This is Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM, your new home of local football and netball in 2019. Carl Bianco here with you, also joined by Wayne Fuller. Wayne, that was a bit of uh, different music there. Yeah, a bit different. Yeah, it was not really up my alley. Who sings that? Iggy Azalea. Okay. She's an Aussie, actually. Mm. Yeah. You a fan of her? Never heard of her. You wake up to her every morning with your alarm? I'm just glad I woke up this morning, mate, after... (laughs) 
the shenanigans of yesterday. And De- dare I ask? Dare I ask? Mm. Anyway, well, we did mention that uh, we have a great, fantastic female voice on the show who will be a regular feature on Beyond the Boundary in 2019. You'd be familiar with her work as a host of Nothing But Net for the last few seasons, which was the netball program here on Southern FM. I speak of the one, the only, Mal Aiken. Good morning to you, Media Mal. Oh, good morning, Carl. Good morning, Wayne. Hey, it's so great to have you. Here. I just want to say that song is actually, you got it from Wayne's phone. It's his uh, ringtone. Oh, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that it there? Is it ringing right no. now? Is, is it buzzing? No. no. Nobody rings me. No. Oh, no, they don't. No. <laughs> that's right, because you're only general committee at Morty Alley. That's, that's fair enough. Uh, and, and the chairman of Selectors for the Interleague. Yeah, Are you around, still doing that again? Yeah, year? still doing that. Yeah, we are um, got a list together and um, we'll start training in the middle of April and then the game is on Saturday, May the yeah, 18th up, up at Country. Romsey, country. Yeah, so, that, um, yeah, it comes around, doesn't it? You'll behave yourself again? Yeah. Actually, wouldn't mind another... Another trip. We could stay overnight, <laughs> but I actually thought we'd be playing at Marabin this year, but no, yeah. off to the Riddle League up at Romsey. So ah. by then it'll be two degrees, snowing, raining, wet, windy. No, the standard they're, they're holding off at Marabin because they've got to build the whole facility. It's only part. Done. Would have been good to be at Marabin, but anyway, yeah, that comes around next month. Yes, that'll be fantastic and, and good. That, so, hundred percent confirmed for Chairman of Selectors this yeah, year. That's yeah, I've good. already met with the, the coaches and the powers to be. So, yeah, Beautiful. have they announced the coach yet? Yeah, senior inner league coach for football is Ben Lockwood. Okay, Again. fantastic. So obviously yeah. Ben's record's been what are we won the last three now? Yep. Yeah. So that's going well. But unfortunately this year Division Two, Division Three and Division Four all play on the oh, Saturday. Oh. So unfortunately we cannot pick a player out of a Division Two club who might play for E. G. Springvale Districts and go, We need you for inner league because he's got his club commitment. So did one get a buy round? And Div 2, 3, and 4 have to play. Mm. So Interleague that weekend, yeah. Right. And when's Interleague? It's what you just uh, said. Um, I've got it written down in front of me here. It's on um, Saturday the 18th of May. Okay. And are they taking an under-19s football again? Yeah, I've got all yeah, I should have brought all that detail. Yeah, no, there's, un- right. there's an under-19s. So there's, there's a senior net. There's a senior netball. Yes. And it's at the Romsey football ground. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh... And many years ago, we used to play Riddle... Um, a year up there than a year there out at Springvale. We beat yep. them twice, but their league's obviously picked up a bit, so yep. looking forward to it. That'll be awesome. Now, uh, getting back to you, Mel, because we sort of went a bit off It's the always track about there. Wayne, let's yeah. be honest. How, how, how was your off-season? Did you get up to much? Uh, I did, actually. Off-season was really good. Um, good. I completed my first Ironman. Oh, yes. Yes, went over to Bustleton. How'd it go? Got, it was great. It yep. was good. It was a long day. So uh, it took me uh, just under 14 hours to do. Yeah. So that was really good. That was enjoyable, That's surprisingly. Good. A mm-hmm. lot of training for it, but mm-hmm. uh, everything came together on the day. Yep. As it does, put the hard yards in and it pays off. Very good. Doing that and just uh, in, just enjoying the break, you know, a little bit of netball here and there, but um, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, relaxing and uh, making the most of it. So you are a premiership coach at Oakley yes. with the netball. Mm-hmm. What uh, involvement do you have this year with the netball? Because I noticed that there may have been a few changes there. there. There's been changes a lot at Oakley. There's been a lot of changes actually, all clubs at SNL. So yes. uh, yeah. 
Um, I'm just, I've really taken a step back. That was my, uh, my choice to take a step back and right. just, uh, in, enjoy, I think the netball season sort of from the sidelines. So yep. not really any particular role. Um, so we have a new netball director, mm-hmm. um, Tina Mifsud and a head coach as well. Yep. Um, with Heidi Samerson. So obviously we know they've come over from Heatherton. Yep. Uh, and there's been quite a few, uh, quite a few changes around all clubs. I think. Okay. Obviously, you mentioned this year we've got 101 teams participating. And That's massive. 28 Real. clubs represented um, in 10 divisions. Yep. So it is really is a massive growth from when it started a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, big challenge for the league as well. Yep. Um, Dingley holds 16 courts. Okay. So they've managed to still keep the three time slots, mm-hmm. although they've pushed them out by a little bit. The problem being that... Uh, the 12 o'clock game will be 12 o'clock still. Mm-hmm. The one twenty game now, I think, is one thirty-five. I think one twenty-five. Yep. And then the last game is 2.50, being that teams don't have anywhere to warm up. Okay. So they want to give them a 15-minute break between each game so the teams can warm up. Okay. So I've got a question for you, Mel. Um, I, I noticed that Oakley played during the off-season. Yes. Well, off-season for the Southern Footy Netball League Netball. Yeah. So what was that in? So that was just a um, weekly competition at okay. Oakley Rec, which a lot of teams probably do. I know some teams play at, play at Casey. Yep. Uh, Springers have a competition as well. So it's really just um, general girls just getting together and keeping their fitness up. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's something that some of the girls did there and they had some good results there as well. Well, um, well that's just answered my next question because I was going to ask you how many of the SFNL clubs actually use the netball teams and other competitions. Yeah, so. quite a few of them do use that as well. Um, probably more of the... Oh, look, it varies. Some of the top teams, some of the, the lower teams as well. I don't think it really matters. It's up to the girls as well. Like, I mean, some people just want to take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, other other players and those more in the top divisions actually already have commitments, whether it be VNL or other rep clubs as well. So they don't want to overcommit to that as well. So, yeah, it's important that there is a pre-season. Yep. Some clubs just do a pre-season where it's just fitness. Mm-hmm. It really it depends. It's up to the club. So it depends what they want to do. But uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be an interesting season. I Speaking around a few different clubs, I think there's probably around about 50 or 60 players that have changed clubs in the off season. Yep. Um, so who have been with the SFNL clubs and moved to another club. Yep. So that's quite a long. That's probably covers about five or six different clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you've still got your strong clubs up there. Dingley is, is still, but more to you really coming through. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. We've got yes. the num- number one ticket, hold, ticket holder here of the uh, <laughs> Morty Alec netball team in uh, Wayne. Wayne, uh, yeah, the girls how, are there. how are they looking? We had our season launch on Have Thursday Have you got the netball courts there yet? No. no. This right. is this is my bit of a bug debate with the... I don't know what's happened there. We're meant to be getting two... <laughs> There's a segment, a bug <laughs> debate. Yeah, debate. no, no, seriously, we were, we were handed some... Nice money from the yeah. local MP, yep. and the plan of attack was to have two netball courts with lights and change rooms out the back, mm-hmm. and um, nothing's happening at the moment. I'm hearing we might be held up by some trees. Oh. There might be a certain person <laughs> on the council who oh, yeah. protects trees. Right. And, um, yeah, so we've come to a bit of a halt. So, mm. Do you yeah. know how many teams you're having this year? Um, I, reckon, I reckon it's about... Six. Oh, I think, you're, so, I think you are about right. Sophie Durnham at the helm. Uh, and Do you want to tell break the news about Sophie? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I saw <laughs> Sophie Thursday night. She's um, got a bit of a 
Bit of an injury. Oh, yeah. is, is this a nine-monther? No, she's on crutches. No, she's on oh. crutches. Sophie oh, no. is was the uh, coach captain last year. Amazing player. Because you recall, for those people who did listen to nothing but net, yes. there was always the nine-month injury that would come. There is oh, a, no, she hasn't got this. No, she okay. hasn't. So right. she just... That's good. Yeah, I that's actually, so um, this, about an hour ago, ran yes. into a Mordialic player. Okay. And uh, gave me that information um, and said that I think she was just at, at school or just was... Just walked down a step and broke her ankle. Ooh. So that's disappointing. So she'll Moon, be on the and everything. Yeah. yeah. That's is is that a season injury? Do you reckon? Mm. Or hard to say. Look, it depends. I don't know the severity of it, and I don't. She'll probably think she'll know till she, you know, you get it at time, have X-rays, see how it's healing along yeah. those lines. So, mm. but the good news out of that is not for for Sophie, but obviously brings other players. But the source tells me that the training is going really well at Morty. There's, you know, you got sixty girls there. Yes. It's really good camaraderie. They're together, and I think that's that's. Mm. I think they're going to be a team to watch as well. But yeah, we do need the netball. You need netball courts at your ground. Yeah. This Absolutely. Is going out to Dingley, and you know what I mean. It's yeah, it's tough, but anyway. You know, I think uh, female involvement in football clubs is just as important as the footballers these of course days. It, is. it has, it, and it's becoming more and more important with with women's football being uh, mm. bigger and better than ever this season as well. There's yep. there's a heap of it out there. There's more SFNL clubs and and VAFA clubs out there as well that have got women's football and and. All, and I, yeah. yeah, I think you're right there, and I think years ago when um, I guess country league started this and we brought in netball the reason they wanted to have netball because they wanted more females to be involved in the club Mm. and they wanted more female um uh, people around and just supporting as well so they used to play games and and the countries still do it i think but i know i was down there watching a game down yesterday um watching ryan pearsdale and their a grade started at 145 so they're done by three o'clock so they're done by about half time They literally walk over and, and the game's right there. So they're supporting their club as well. And the D, C and B grade have already played as well. So the problem that we have is that our first game's at 12. Yep. Um, next game's at uh, 1.30. That doesn't finish till 2.33. And you're for Dingley and your team's playing at St Kilda. You don't go. You don't go. And then if your team's at 10 to 3, you don't finish there till just after 4. Mm. You don't get back in time. So. Mm. It, it really takes it away from that of what the idea of, of, of having netball involved as well is. Yeah. So I think that's something definitely uh, Wayne said in the future to look at, you know, we need to get courts at grounds yep. and possibly uh, look a little bit more how we can get those females back to the clubs. Yeah, that's a big thing. I think if you've got a, a, a club these days that has netball and, and women's footy, it's about bringing everybody together and being a real community football and, and netball Absolutely. organisation. And, and the more the netball and football will come together, the better the club overall becomes. That's exactly right, yeah. So, yeah. and, you know, we know that females do a great job. We do a great job. Of course. Don't we, Bug? You know? The girls around the club do. Yeah. yeah. And when you try and get a roster for your canteen, you've got to remember some girls go, I can only work in the canteen until one o'clock. I've got to get over to Dingley and play netball. Mm. You know what I mean? So, that's my aim would be to have heard- netball courts at your club and then the girls can do the canteen. They can sell raffle tickets and they're a part of your club. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and the other thing that we've I've heard a lot about recently is as well that uh, at a national level there's there's a lot of funding going into redeveloping football grounds and oh, facilities to change. Ensure... You mentioned women's footy, yeah, and the council yeah. go well. What do you want? You know what I mean? So yeah, the the change in facilities are probably one of the the struggle points for yep. women's footy and for netballers yep. as well. Hmm. Um, we just don't have them, and when you're having seniors reserves under 19s and then the away teams playing um, and that's the men's football it's hard 
for where we're going to put the women, yeah. and that's what it becomes. Where we're going to like where we're going to put us, yeah. And and it's hard to find that. So it's it's a growth that's happened so quickly, yep. and we really need to be a bit more um, active and and how we approach it as well. I yeah. think so. 100%. And with netball, and the listeners out there will agree with me. Dingley, yeah, look, it's good at central, but the parking is oh. an absolute nightmare. And mm. they try look credit to the um, the SDNA there. They try to get. The parking across the road open, but the council can be a little bit temperamental on if they want to open that or not. Mm. So, because the juniors are play there till twelve o'clock, so you're competing with them finishing off, and you have if you have twelve o'clock, you have to be there just after eleven. So, uh-huh. mm. there's a lot of factors to compete with, but I think the season is is going to be a very 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 busy season, but yep. it's going to be exciting with new teams um, in Division One. Okay. So our Premier Division. So this year we've got the the um, stalwarts of Dingley and Heatherton. So they're yep. still there. Yep. Um, last year's uh, Premiership winners, Morty Alec, mm-hmm. um, and Caulfield as well, mm-hmm. um, and St Paul's. So they're five teams that have been Division One, but we've got two new teams that being Cheltenham. Okay. Cheltenham have come up from Division Two, a young side in Division Two, a very quick side. So I'd love to see how they go. And Oakley District as well have brought a team into Division One. Very good. Yes, Oakley District. You'd be Oakley happy about Districts that. have recruited. Yes, I, so well, I tell you, they have very much so. Yep, there has been. Yeah, there's, there's been yep. a lot. So, um, yeah, of recruiting going on. I think with with all the clubs as well. And um, yeah, I know Cheltenham have got a few new girls. I know Morty have taken a few girls from here and there. And I guess look in terms of club transfers. You boys would be used to it. Oh, okay. So it doesn't end. It doesn't end. And you have until I think the thirtieth of June. Yeah. Is that how yeah. it works? Yeah, that's the deadline. Yep. Netball's a little bit different because we haven't had a, so many clubs. We haven't really had the option to go to a lot of clubs. So for the last couple of years, it's been the really strong clubs, and that's been about it. And mm. but now it's and girls just haven't played it. But now they're like, what's this Saturday competition? And Saturday competition, I guess, compare it to a weekly competition at somewhere a local thing. Mm-hmm. It's competitive netball. Yep. It's not as so, it's not really social. Yep. You go there, it's fun, but you go there to win. As in, and you're playing four 15 minute quarters. Yeah. Mm. On a Thursday night, you're playing four eight minute quarters. Yep. The first first quarter won't start for about five minutes in because you're still chatting away and all that sort of stuff. So it's yep. it's serious. So girls are like, I want to get back in and give this a go. So yeah. we're getting more players. There are more team options for them. Someone's friend is playing there, so they want yep. to play there, or family, so they want to be able to have that option. So mm. it's probably the first time the Leeds experience this many movements, yep. and I know they are not sure how to deal with it, and and the netball bylaws are very, um, uh, I don't wishy washy, just very standard. They yep. don't, so they probably things that they need to work on, and sure. that's what this year will be. Well, about. the league, the Southern League, have actually put a lady on. Yes, yes, yes I can see that. they have. So yeah. that's Sue Kimber. Sue was yep. the Caulfield coach, and that's great. I would have liked to see that role put on in October last year. Mm. They talked about it in August and September. I know that. Yeah. I would have loved to seen it start then and really get into it for the off season. Starting two weeks ago is hard. You can't implement things now for the season. You've really got to work on the next season for those things you want to change now. Mm. Um, but it, it's great. It's great having Sue there and having that contact. And she knows netball. Mm. And that's what they need. And that frees up your Matty Grimwoods and your Dave Jennings now who go back to do their Admin, football yeah. roles. So yeah. if you've yeah. got any netball queries, ring yeah, Sue exactly. at the league. Yeah, yeah. So There you go. So, yeah, that's where I guess the S7L stands. And it's a bit of a watch this space and see how it all comes together. It's going to be exciting. We've got some new clubs. Uh, I think Sky had a team in a couple of years ago, but they've now put a team in, so that's exciting as well. Um, we do have two external teams, again, oh, yeah. which I never 
I don't know the answer. I don't know. So external is in teams from outside. Yeah, so we, Amos. Aspendale Arrows, um, they had a team last year and they've come back. And and this year we've got two teams. And, Bug, you might know more yeah. about them, Parkdale Vultures. Yeah, Parkdale. Tell me about what right. they, yeah, what don't, they yeah, are. I just spoke to a bloke. He goes, okay. oh, we've got a netball team. I said, oh, what comp are you? They're in the Southern League. And I said, hang on a minute. You've, you've got a, you're in the MOs. You're entrenching the MOs and you're entering a team in the yeah. – well, so, Yeah, they don't, don't have know. a netball. That, no, they don't. They so don't. this is something that I'm like – that's only three teams, but mm. – we're already struggling with, with the teams as it is in yeah. terms of numbers and sizes and that. So I think there's something that they need to probably look at as well. But, you know, more more plays. You want to be inclusive. You want to give everyone a chance to play. Sure. And I think that maybe the ammos are finding that there is that um, thing that they can they can touch into the the women out there and they want to play have a netball team and they want to be competitive, but they've got sort of nowhere to go. So we may see a netball competition in the ammo soon. Well, it could be. Potentially. Yeah. That's yeah. a watch. We'll get Donald's on to that. He can yeah. suss out He can Vaffa. chase it up. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping to touch base with uh, Nick Armistead, the yes. media manager from, yeah. the, from well, the Women's footy's taken off too in the ammo. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get him on to, to hear more about what's going on in the coming weeks as well because it's it's all happening in the ammos as well with, with all the clubs. They're, they're Is that well what we call it? We call it the ammos? The ammos, yeah. The Vaffa, sure. the ammos, yeah. No, I just need right. to learn the lingo. Very run well competition, the ammos. Yes. Yes. Yep. Of course, oh. uh, there's been we, we used to have an ammo show here yeah. at Southern yeah, FM. Did the great Tom Brain long time and a uh, little uh, <laughs> shout out to Tommy Brain if he's listening. He recently got life membership at St. Bede's. I noticed as he well. He did, yeah, and so he's a scorer this year for Carnegie South in the cricket. So Tommy's a good do man. You, do you mind if I ask a question here to Wayne? Yes. Please How do. did you know so much? Oh, like it just right. amazes me of every <laughs> one or like, like I ran into a guy last yeah, night who knew this. Yeah, yeah. He so, is Mr. Local. Oh, football. He is. I think you're spot on there. I told you I'm back. <laughs> I was given the flick in January, and now I'm back. Didn't I hear along the line you were having a bit of a break and having a taking yeah. a rest? I had a, How did I had that a, go? Yeah, no, I said to everybody, I'm having a year off year of off. football, and I'll I, go watch. The what su- I did, I the gave, and- I gave Wayne a Snickers, okay, and yeah, that's, that's right. gotten him back up and about again. Yeah, okay, I love it. He's just like, yeah, I ran into this. I was up. To, I was with Beanie this morning to whatever. I'm yeah, not we this were. person. Yeah. You know? yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. he's back in form. Yeah, back in form. Yeah, but no, it's good. It's all all fun, and that's what it's about. So, and it's great to have. Both of you involved yeah. in 2019 here on Beyond the Boundary, which... Uh, what about Hugh? What, what about the great Hugh McLean? What Hugh are we doing McLean. with Hugh? Well, the invitation's there, Hugh, if uh, you are listening. Let's just say Hugh did get married. Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. He yes. did. To yes. the yes. wonderful Liza. Yes, and a big yes. congratulations to um, both. And I think they had a three-month anniversary dinner last night, oh, so congratulations. He's a bit of a romantic. Yeah. And I know Liza hasn't been 100% lately, so shout out to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, she uh, she she looks after herself, but um, we need now that for Huey to look after her. So he's yes. uh, doing a bit of netball riding. He is, which is really good. So we've been chatting and talking about things, and yeah, very good. He's uh, he's 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 a good man as well. Yep, Huey. The we'll get him in. There. Yeah, we'll yeah. get him in. Always welcome, mate, to yeah. come in and, and have a chat to us about footy and netball. Now, Mel, I asked a question to Donna Zerley and to Wayne. What are you most looking forward to during winter this year? Um, well, from a a national level, if I can say, I'm looking forward to it's the Netball World Cup year this year. Beautiful. So, and you're going for England, are you? <laughs> well, we know <laughs> what happened with the Commonwealth Games last year. So, if you are listening, Mr. McLean, we will uh, have a bit of a rebet here. <laughs> yeah. And those who don't know, I yeah, um, responsibly. We, we, Hughie and I had a bet last year in Commonwealth Games, England, Australia, the final. Whoever lost had to sing the opposing team's anthem, and I lost and. I did sing God Save the Queen. God Save Well, actually, I wouldn't say it was singing, though. <laughs> was it, Carl? Carl, you was, uh, I don't even think you played it. It wasn't quite good for the listeners' ears. So, it op- uh, opened up my uh, ears 
when we do So play. I'm really looking forward to that because what it does, it changes our the Sumcot Super Netball, which is our national competition. Yep. Um, hasn't started yet and it's yep. been sort of pushed back because of the... And that's a fairly new... Um, a new competition too, like old this but new. New. This is its third year now, yeah. so it's, it used to be Australia, New Zealand. Now it's just Australia. Yeah. Um, with a few more teams, the Collingwood Magpies yep. came into it. GWS yep. Saint um, yep. Giants have a team. So yep. I think that starts on the twenty seventh of April, um, and then they're going to play through till around about I think the the twelfth of July is when the World Cup starts, and they'll break for a month, and then they'll come back after that for a few more rounds and finals. So that's going to be a really good competition, and seeing how um, the teams go when they lose. A lot of their Diamonds players mm-hmm. who head over to Liverpool for the uh, World Cup this year as well. Yep. Um, and also the VNL has started as well, so that's exciting. So that's our Victorian Netball League. And that's important as well for local because a lot of our VNL girls will play in the SFNL. Yes. So that will impact a little bit. Yep. Some A lot of the games are on Wednesday, so okay. hopefully not too much, but yep. that'll impact but that. Two games in one week can be a bit much for, for the girls. Uh, it's actually what they're allowed or not allowed to do. They usually right. have certain, their coach will say you cannot play within so many hours of training yep. and along those lines. So that's up to each coach as well what mm-hmm. they they decide to do. Yep. Um, so, the, yeah, the World Cup is a big one. And I'm just looking forward to actually sitting back a little bit and watching everything Unfold. I yep. want to see how the new teams in Division One go, but I yep. want to see how Ten Divisions works as well, mm-hmm. uh, and just yeah, seeing it work together, and and hopefully the comp just gets stronger. Um, and I, I want to see how it realizes that netball, you know, isn't the second cousin, or it really needs to have its own yep. really strong bylaws and things like that as well. So yeah, there's a lot. I don't know. What are you looking forward to, Carl? That's a good question. Wayne didn't ask me that, nor did ah, Donners. So right. I, I'm just looking forward to being able to cover all of the local footy and netball around the area this year, and, and yeah. giving everybody a voice. And I, I put the, the the comment out there that if if anybody at all wants to share with us what your club's getting up to this year, we're covering everybody. So we Absolutely. want to hear from you, and and I'm excited to hear everybody's stories about what they what they're uh, most looking forward to in 2019 at their football club or netball club or any kind of sporting club because that's what we're all about here on Beyond the Boundary. So I look forward to bringing. You out there, uh, all the latest news from your clubs, and yeah, just just and you can learn a little bit about netball as well. Yeah, well, course. you actually you were, you were always there for the grand finals, so yeah, yeah, you, and yeah. it's fantastic it, netball. Yeah. Netball's awesome. It's it's just as awesome as football. Wayne, six teams to Morty. Yes. What are you thinking? You predicting a um, some finalists there? What, back to back. You're thinking back um, to back. Don't know. They, mm. I think they've have they picked up a girl from Caulfield. Or? Yes, yeah. they have picked up a, uh, a few girls from Caulfield. Yeah, they've recruited. Yeah. Very well, I hear. Yep. Um, so Emily Morris is still playing. And yeah, Katie Degaris, I think, is still there. Yeah, they haven't lost. Yeah, don't. Think no, lost. none of the Premiership team have lost except for one. I think he's not playing at all. Yeah. So I think they've definitely recruited very. But well. they've brought in the netball the last couple of years, and I, and I don't want to keep talking about Morty Alec, but yes, the girls have um, really brought in the apparel. But I think the, that's the, a good example. It, um, it is yeah. a good example of what clubs it can be done and what clubs can. Well, do Lu- it. Lucy McEwen's boyfriend is playing for. Um, he was playing on the other side of town. Now he's playing at Morty Alec. It's good. There you go. You know what I mean? And, and was that your work? You, you <laughs> no, no, I didn't involved. deal with Ray. Oh, no, no, I didn't. No, but yeah, that's how it's worked out. But yeah, the girls are um, up and about for netball again. It comes around, doesn't it? Now, now, yeah, I'm just going to say last year our first games were actually cancelled because the weather was atrocious. Oh, so right. we're hoping that um, it's been done for this weekend and next weekend. Yep. The, the sun comes out and it's not too bad. Let's hope so. Is the netball going to have a segment like uh, 
inside. Yeah, the, yeah. Or, or yeah. We haven't come up with it just yeah, yet. Just right? yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, but we'll get Mal in throughout the season to to share her thoughts and opinions on how netball's looking across the area. Because, yeah. uh, of course, it, having hosted nothing but net, no one knows netball more than uh, mm. than our very own Mal Aitken here at 88.3 and beyond the boundary. So we look forward to hearing Mal this year here on Southern FM and look forward to hearing all about the netball across the year. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited. I think that this is a great opportunity. I'm so glad for Southern FM for giving myself this opportunity. Uh, when you mentioned to me, Carla, I was like, yes, please. Yes, has to happen. Spending my Sunday mornings with you and Bug is my dream. Just dra- yeah, of course. I did. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't believe and it. And Bug loves netball. Oh, I know. Yes. Just absolutely loves it. I think his love for it is definitely growing. Mm. I- I'm liking it. We need know. to get a flagpole at Mordiela. Yes, you do. I need to get Unveil a yeah. flag. You know, that should happen when you finally build those netball courts. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a flagpole at all? No, because of oh, the new rooms. That's, that's of right. course. I thought that the other week and I said, we need to get... I've got a committee meeting Tuesday night. There you oh, go. Oh, there you go. There it's, it's okay. I've got a solution. You can just hang the flags on level one. It's all good. Yes. You'll be right this year. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I'm looking forward to, the, um, you know, be grateful for being here and being yeah, able to chat is. about netball and just enjoy and chat about football as well. I, you know, still learning a lot about the, the ammo, ammos and, yeah. and all Vaffa. that. The VAFA and the ammos and, and that. So I think that's exciting. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. Hey, Mal, thanks so much for giving up some of your time this morning and joining us here at 88.3 on a Sunday They'll play morning. finals. They're going to play finals. Oh, I don't doubt that. Oakley will be up there at the pointy end of the season. Should see the players they recruited. Yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll be keeping he, close I'm, I guarantee you that Wayne knows more than me. <laughs> he does. He's all over I the netball. Yep. He's watch him. Holder. You watch him. <laughs> He's going to become the ambassador of the netball competition. Yeah. Oh, Huey's doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, we're going to take a break here on 88.3 Southern FM. Still to come, we'll be joined by the CEO of the Sandringham Football Club, Mr. David Knitzo. We're joining us. And Nigel Carmody from 7. AFL and VFL commentary team will be joining us for a chat as well. You're listening to Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM, your new show covering everything local footy and netball in 2019. It's 22 minutes past 11. Like an old-fashioned trash and treasure market with everything from plants to pre-loved clothing, homewares to crafted jewellery and much more. Then join us at Bentley Sunday Market, 7am to midday every Sunday at Bent Street Car Park next to Bentley Station. All proceeds go to community projects of Bentley Moorabbin Central Rotary Club. Mention Southern FM for a free cloth shopping bag online at bentleymarket.org. Southern FM sponsor. Hi. I'm here to talk about the Reading Writing Hotline. It's a service that helps adults who can't read and write as well as they'd like to. The number is 1300 655 06. Give them a call if you know somebody who needs help with reading and writing. It's never too late to learn, and it's easier than you'd think. 1300 655 06. The Reading Writing Hotline. 1300 655 if you have ever wondered about space and space flight, then tune into the Space Show every Wednesday between 7 and 8 pm. The Space Show, your chance to get off the planet every week on 88.3 Southern FM, Melbourne's own space station. Pressure. It's something that most of us don't like being under. In fact, it often causes confusion and mistakes. 
As a professional footballer, it's something I've had to get used to. Yet, people think it's okay to put heaps of pressure on kids to perform when they're playing their sport. It might seem harmless enough, but constantly calling out instructions from the sidelines and telling kids what to do can be a real downer. I'm Nick Del Santo, and it's time to let kids be kids and enjoy their sport. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. If you like your music local and live, tune in to Southern FM's live Sunday sessions, where we feature local artists and bands playing live to air in the studio each week. And listen out for details of giveaways and gigs as we discuss their musical career between songs. Support your local independent artists and keep music live. Live Sunday sessions, 4 till 5pm on 88.3 Southern FM. It takes less than 30 seconds for someone to light a bushfire. But the effects on the community will last a lifetime. This summer, look out for bushfire arsonists in your area. If you see something, if you know something, say something. Call Crime Stoppers on 1800 333 000. It's completely confidential and you could save lives. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM, your new home for local footy and netball in 2019. My name is Carl Bianco and joining me in the studio is Wayne the Bug Fuller. Wayne, how great was Mel? Very good, Mel. She knows her netball. She does. She's very good and it's great to have her on board again in 2019 covering everything local netball. Now, Wayne, are you angry? Um, uh, not really. The Saints had a win last night. Yeah. Two you'd be, zip. You'd be happy Sitting with Sitting on that. top. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty good achievement <laughs> by the Saints. Long long way to go. So you got your grand final ticket sorted yet? Uh, Beanie was talking about that last night. Mm. He's uh, Yeah. I saw a funny thing on social media where somebody posted a video and it said, <laughs> <laughs> how can I get grand final tickets as a St Kilda supporter? And yeah. I was looking at that and I was like, well, we're only two rounds in. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Yep. Remember a couple of years ago, North Melbourne had a really good winning streak for the first like nine or ten games of the, the season and then all of a sudden they missed out on finals. Mm. So it can happen. You can win the first ten games and not make finals. So, yeah, the, this segment's going to be called Cole. Well, should we get into it? Yes, let's get into it. Right, this is... On Beyond the Boundary... That's 50. That's 50. 50 metres. Let's go, 50 metres. That's 50. So that's 50, Wayne. <laughs> that's 50 already crept over the mark, up. <laughs> so, yes, um, that's 50. I think a lot of people are going to agree with me on this. My, my say is yes. that, unfortunately, this year in the Southern Football Netball League, there are no... Football records. No football records? No. So, unfortunately, it's gone over to social media. Right. So, if you do not have the Game Phase app on your mobile phone, mm-hmm. which will have a team list of players, when you turn up on a Saturday at probably every club, I do know, if, again, I don't want to keep saying my club, Morty Alec, but we're just going to run out a couple of sheets of paper with our player lists on it. And yep. um, if clubs could do their paperwork a lot earlier and get it over to us by a Thursday by a Thursday night or first thing Friday, we'd be able to print off some lists because um, you'd be going to the footy now and you, you might not even know who number 10 is. Now, Wayne, I agree with you, so I'm going to give you... Yeah. That's 50. So if... if I agree, and I, I, I'm going to be the, the judge of whether it's a good or a bad call when it comes to that's 50. I'll give you that. And if it's uh, 
pretty crappy comment by anybody in the room at, at the time, then yep. I'll play this. Play on! Play on. Yeah, play on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll leave that one. But so that that's was just fair. A, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a bit... Um, I'm a football record fan, and yeah. a lot of people are, and we all enjoyed it on a Thursday night. I know it's cost-cutting, but unfortunately, I know, we, I know we've got to go and pick them up on a Thursday night, and not everybody reads the records, but it's going to be a bit of an empty feeling on a Saturday when someone comes up and says, what number's Cole Bianco wearing, or what number's... Uh, Mike Cook for Cheltenham or Liam Sumner for East Malvern or mm. you know what I mean. So it's gonna gonna be a bit different. Yeah, I'd, I, if I had to choose between a number, I'd probably go number nine after Kochi or number twelve after yeah. uh, my childhood uh, hero in in Richo. They're, they're yeah. my two favourite numbers. A lot of leagues haven't got footy records. I think the MA still do it. I think. Yep. Um, Eastern maybe, but yeah, a lot of clubs obviously cost cutting and. That's happened to the, the Southern. Yeah, that's disappointing yeah. because the footy record was a, a major feature in, in the competition the last, well... It was your Bible on a Saturday. It you was. Pen and yeah. pa- you know what I mean? Like, you we, know. we used to have our little section as well on the media team. Yeah. We used to have our bobbleheads. Yeah, and, and our tips. tips and yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. how, how are you going to go with your tipping this year, Warren? No, I'll just keep it close to my chest and see how we go. But yeah, it's, no, they're, they're the little things of the record. Uh, a lot of people never read the record and that's the way it went. Now, we have had a text in. You can text us in at any time on 0404 Absolutely crazy getting rid of the iconic football record. Yes. Absolutely crazy. And you know what? Is there a name to that? Have no, sent no, that in? Nobody. Good on you. They haven't put their name to it. But you know what? I'll give them one of these. That's 50. Yeah, I'll agree. That's 50. That's 50. You can come back right to the square after saying that. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. How many infringements are we going to see in local oh, footy this I, year? I agree. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's it for um, the next couple of weeks. I'll, I'll be bringing in topics about the salary cap, player points, clubs diddling with players' points and not putting the right player points down on the sheet, which goes to the league. So the next couple of weeks, and we saw what happened last year. Some clubs got exposed because some clubs thought, hang on a minute, they're over the 47 points, and they got caught. Very good. Yeah. Now, I've got one as well that I'm going to add, and and it's just a a sort of a generic that's 50 this week for me, but rubbish that's being posted on social media these days. Everybody at every football club these days has social media, and if they don't have social media, they have people that are within the football community that use it, and a lot of the time it's used incorrectly, and and people put rumours and speculation or decide to create hate speech across the various platforms and social media. I think, you know, just like idiots at the football, we've we've really got to knuckle down and, and remove all kinds of silly comments on social media and, and put a stand on it and, and really nail the head on it and be more mature, not just on the field and off the field, but uh, online as well. Mm. That's uh, my That's 50 this week. Wayne, what do you reckon? Do you agree? Totally agree. Week? And I know there's a... Uh, some something on big footy where people write about you know this and that and now a lot of people believe what they they read and it gets out and it's it's false you know what I mean so mm. it's disappointing when you hear that um, you know we've got to be careful what we say on the radio and as I said I try and get as much fact on a story which is I don't want to get on and make anything up because yep. you get shot down and someone said well you shouldn't have said that about such and such player or such and such club because you've made that up and that's totally incorrect and mm. yes I've I've, tread, I've crossed the line many a times and I've run into with people about who listen to the show. But, you know, yeah, it's, again, if, if you don't know the full fact, don't even think about, yeah. you know, 
whatever, leave it alone until it actually... A lot of clubs now need to come out and stop hiding things. Just say, yes, that is fact that so-and-so has gone and played or this is what happened on the practice match or whatever. So, yep. yeah, that's the way it goes because people will find out. Spot on. Well, Wayne, we're going to take another quick break here on 88.3 Southern FM. That is That's 50. And if you'd like to contribute at any time to That's 50 or throughout the show every Sunday morning, our number is 0404000736. We'll be able to set up an email during the week as well and post it on Beyond the Boundary on Facebook for you to send anything that you want to send through to us. If it's what's going on at your club, if you've got a little uh, inside the four walls comment that you want to make to us as well, then we'd love to hear Can't from even you. give out any wine anymore. That, no, right? no. But I suppose at the same time, yeah. you know, if you are a sponsor yes. out there and you'd like to get on board with the station or Beyond the Boundary in 2019, we are open to sponsorship opportunities. You can send us an email, sponsorship at southernfm.com.au or just head to our website, southernfm.com.au and we'd love to hear from you. I reckon with the weather getting changing now... Mm. I reckon an umbrella would be fine for the football oh. season, which can be done in your club colours. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I, I know a guy. Yes, actually. so do I. Do you know a guy? Yes, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's the sharpest umbrella seller in the He's, whole planet. Yep. Did you know that? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that another time. We'll take a break, Wayne, because uh, shortly we will be joined by the CEO of the Sandringham Football Club in David Knitzo. This is Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM. Plenty more still to come, including David Knitzo in a moment and 7 AFL-VFL commentator Nigel Carmody. Health programs are major beneficiaries of Lions Club's fundraising. Prostate and other cancers, multiple sclerosis, diabetes, motor neurone disease, stroke, renal problems, melanoma, rheumatism and arthritis, marine stingers, cord blood, craniofacial research. These are just some of the programs that Lions Clubs are involved in. When you are asked to support a Lions Club fundraiser, please help, as one day you too may need their help. Every Monday afternoon between 2 and 4 p.m., join me, Faye Waterman, to hear the untold stories of my weekly guests who share the raw, the real, and the heartfelt conversations. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Thank you, Faye. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure today. I've really enjoyed it, and thank you for giving me that. So tune in every Monday afternoon between 2 and 4 for a conversation with Faye. G'day, I'm Rex Hunt. Here's a product I really believe in. We all use it, can't live without it. What is it? It's water. Now, I told you it was a great product. What else has so many uses? Drinking, swimming, cooking, washing, and of course, folks, fishing. But here's the thing. I don't want to sell you more of it. I'm asking you to use less and keep our waterways clean. Otherwise, it'll be a yibbity yibbity. That's all, folks. The future of water is in our hands. Hyatt Neighbourhood Community House is dedicated to creating a welcoming community atmosphere through running affordable classes and events for all ages and abilities. Featured classes include playgroup, art, fitness and teen gaming, plus room hire. Key events include Higher Ground, Photography Competition, Lion's Den and Hyatt Hub Livingston Street Party. Sharing the space with the Hyatt Seniors and Greek Seniors, we are located at 2 Livingston Street, Hyatt. To get in touch, call 9555 3797 or visit our website at hyatt.org.au. The Sounds of the Bayside, 88.3 Southern FM. How's that sound to you, Wayne? Fantastic. 
the Mighty Zebras. The Mighty Zebras. And it's fantastic to be able to have a partnership with Sandringham in 2019 where we will be broadcasting the home games from Trevor Barker Oval and also one game from RSEA Park, Milton Street as well, I believe. And it's great to be able to join, to be joined on the line by the CEO of the Sandringham Football Club, David Canitzo. Good morning to you, David. Morning, Carl, and morning, Bug. How are David, you? how are you going? Very well, thank you. Great Jeez. to be chatting again. Yeah, I haven't spoken to you for ages. There, yeah. four months later, but it's, um, it's great to be chatting again. Yeah, I haven't heard from you for a while. <laughs> the days of you popping into my office oh, and all your little, little rumour Yeah, Miss those days. They were good days, weren't they? Seriously, they were good days. Uh, great days. Fun days. I, um, I miss, uh, I miss <laughs> my my days at community footy yes. because uh, all the relationships. But it, but it, but I must say, I uh, I did it uh, over ten years, so yeah, did well. I feel like I had a good tenure there. And now it's nice to be at Cobland, and yeah. I uh, now I'm now uh, now I'm one of you, Bug. Yeah, exactly the same. And a new vehicle I hear on the grapevine. Ah uh, yes, yes, we've uh, <laughs> we've had a very good summer actually. We've got a number of. Uh, uh, I have to pull you up on one thing, Carl. It's uh, it's now Wilson Storage Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Oh, so, sorry, uh, my bad. David. A multi-year deal. No, no, no. You're fine. It's uh, it's uh, it's slowly catching on. It's a multi-year deal. They've come on as our principal partner. It's probably one of the largest deals, uh, according to Paul Amy, and we Paul Amy knows everything. He does. Um, from leader newspapers, or lead news as they're called now. Uh, probably one of the largest deals in the VFL. We're really proud of that one, and we're we're so lucky to have um, a wonderful community organisation, a community focused organisation. Like Wilson Storage come on board, but uh, yeah, the other one is Burrard Holden. We've got a uh, we've got a zebra, a zebra Colorado that's out and about around Sandringham and Bayside. So yep. it's been a good off season. Oh, that, that's brilliant, and uh, it's become an even better off season for Sandringham and also Southern FM with a new partnership, which will see us broadcasting some home games in 2019. David, uh, how how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. To be honest, it's um, it makes so much sense. I uh, you know, I know the Southern FM product and brand obviously exceptionally well from my previous roles, and um, I know how well resourced they are and how passionate uh, your members and your um, your um, yeah your broadcasters and uh, are with regards to that with regards to their programs. So it makes a lot of sense. It aligns beautifully in the region. Sandringham are in a really strong growth phase around community engagement. It's a big focus. Um, and this is just another really positive step forward. There's a couple of things that we've done in the last probably couple of months. One is the Southern FM deal, which which is just awesome. Um, but what's also um, been done is we've uh, signed a partnership with the South Metro Junior Football League, yep. about 12,000 kids, largest junior footy league in the country, um, that will see us cross-promoting uh, through them this year and the opportunity to give all their kids and their their football clubs free tickets to Zebras games. So there's Brilliant. some of those really deliberate community initiatives that, um, importantly, you know, people can feel connected to Sandringham through Southern FM and, and vice versa. You know, um, Southern FM get, get some great exposure about their wonderful station through the Sandringham community. Very much so, and we look forward to working with you again uh, on Southern FM. David, you're, you're familiar to a lot of our listeners, of course, from your time within the Southern Football Netball League, and, and now uh, we'll be hearing from you, I'm sure, more regularly uh, on Beyond the Boundary and also uh, through our coverage of the Sandringham home games, which we are looking forward to. Getting on to the football side of things, Aaron Hamill, the senior coach of Sandringham again this year, uh, had a practice match on the weekend, had things uh, last weekend, how'd things go? Yeah, yeah. So I've had a 
Carl, we've had a long run up actually. We've just finished our fifth practice match, believe it or not, and that's on top of uh, a, a, an informal pracky in mid-February against Blackburn, yep. and then an intra-club the week after. So it's it's, it's been about seven formal hit-outs, which has just been um, very long, and to be honest, I think I'm one, uh, along with everyone else, is really just ready for the footy now. Mm. We've had a really good lead-in. Um, if I talk a little bit about the last 14, 15 months, obviously last year was a, an interesting one for me. I inherited three quarters of the list and yep. um, had the opportunity to sign the bottom end, and that was um, that was a great kind of dry run for me, but then now, over the off-season, working with Sammy Hamill, who's just an unbelievable person and character, and everyone that played with him um, said that. And now seeing him in a, in a leadership coaching role, mm. he's so big on um, looking after his people yep. um, on welfare, and he just he just and that, and they're the they're the inches or the one percenters that mm. we call them that yep. make a massive difference as a coach. So we've worked really closely together. We get on really well. Um, we've been able to build um, an improved list. We think on last year we've brought in some recruits. Uh, Sam Gilbert retired from St Kilda last year. 200, 200 game superstars going yep. to be playing with us this year. He's only thirty three. Brilliant. Um, in in really good touch. He looked unbelievable in a couple of the prackies, and he only probably went um, half to three quarters. Uh, Nathan Wright was dead list at the end of last year. Six years on the Saints list. Played mm. a lot of time with Sandy. Um, a little bit injury prone at times, but over the last twelve months he was he was looking really good, and he's been he's looking fantastic this preseason. Yep. We've had some really good practice match runs. We've been in North Melbourne with a, a, a reasonably strong side, so that that was a good indication. Uh, we beat Williamstown last weekend with um, uh, almost a full strength side. Sam Gilbert wasn't playing, but most of the others were. Yep. We haven't beaten Williamstown in a final, a regular season game, or a practice game in some years. And uh, for those that know the VFL competition, Williamstown are always top two or three. Yep. And um, we had Essendon yesterday, and we, um, we we went down. We lost by about thirty-five points or something in the end. But we, um, to be fair, we, we 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 that was the last hit. We had a twenty-nine man squad play through yesterday, and we, mm. we play. We only have a six-day turnaround leading into Friday night. This Friday's round one against Footscray at Whitton Oval, yep. and we um, we knew that. So there a lot of our uh, top end played only half a game. Most of them just played the first half. One of the real exciting recruits, and, and the bug will remember this name, is uh, the Fox. Sam Fox has joined. Yes, um, only signed in February. A, a real, it's almost like a uh, just a just a present, uh, Christmas present, come um, well and truly late. Um, it's unbelievable. He was he was listed with Franks and Dolphins for some right. years. Really good player. He's come in, and um, his intention um, was to only play what he could because the reality is a line club. He might not play every week. Mm. He's captain of Frankston Bombers this year in the um, in the Nepean League, or okay. sorry, the Division One down there now, yeah. as they call it. Um, and he um, he has not missed a pracky game. He's been top five or six every pracky, and to be honest, I reckon he'll probably play majority of the year with us now. Yeah. He's just been an absolute treasure. The other one is uh, Steve Tahana, a recruiter from Collingwood VFL last year. Played about eight games, and um, uh, due to injury, would have played otherwise a lot more. Really exciting player, one to watch. And the other one is, I reckon, is a mid-season draft prospect now, given the new AFL rules, is Kai Owens. Out of the Sandringham Dragons, uh, yeah. 19, 20-year-old. Really tall fella, really exciting. Cheltenham listed as well, I noticed. Correct, yeah, they've done well. The old, um, a few of our old boys, um, Mike Cook <laughs> and Phil have done yeah. very well to... Um, to uh, yeah, get a few of those boys listed. I don't think you'll play much with Chell. Not do I. Having said that, um, great get for them. And um, and bug on that note, I mean, yep. it would be remiss of us not to make mention of the Chelt Chelt Rosellas. Is this the year? Are they finally going to? Well, this is the year <laughs> they've won. gone out and got the recruits. Hey, yep, they've <laughs> got to. This the year we've been talking about it for, yep. for as long as I've been involved, and you've yep. been around a lot yep. 
Maybe yeah. this is the year I've, they'll finally have a crack. I've spoken to Broke Even Cole. They're up and about <laughs> Chelt. They've got a big test next week against Dingley, so that'll be down at Chelt. So, yeah. Yeah, no, very good. But, no, we're excited. We've recruited exceptionally well. Our depth is better. Um, there's no doubt about that. And I'm very optimistic about the year. And I think, look, let's be honest, the St Kilda start, two and zip. They had oh. two practice, uh, JLT wins as well. I mm. mean, look, you know, let's be honest, the, the sides they've played probably going to be on the bottom end as opposed to the top end. But um, this time last year, they, were, they weren't they were even winning those games. So there's a really positive feeling from St Kilda right down to Sandringham. And um, on top of, as I said, the off-season uh, success or the wins that we've had commercially, I think we're really all looking forward to a great year. Dave, we're going to ask you, last year I believe was the first year that to the VFL didn't have reserves. Uh, how do you think uh, all the VFL clubs are going not having uh, a reserves competition? Yeah, it was, re- it was really interesting. For me, I came in and look, I obviously knew that the Development League was always there, all the reserves was called prior to that. Um, so for me, I knew no different and I just made it, I tried to make it work based on um, you know, how it was. The reality is it, it's really challenging, um, for, particularly for a line clubs. You've mm. got 30, we had 35 listed players last year. This year it's back to 30 with up to two rookies. We've taken the opportunity to sign one of our two rookies, and that's one of those is Kai Owens because his mother was born um, in Asia. So um, still 31 players. We would average, last year we averaged 11 to 12 Sandy players every week. Mm -hmm. So what that means is, you know, the the last year there was um, still majority of the side or the squad that was not playing VFL footy. So previously they would have gone back and played development league or reserves. It was challenging. Um, we thought, you know, we'd really have guys drop away mid-year. Um, June, July, it gets cold, it's getting tough. They're not looking like they're going to get a game. But pleasingly, we only had really one player a step away from the squad. So what we focused on is um, a big focus that w- we spoke about when I used to be at the Southern League is around players improving as footballers, but yep. players improving as characters and people mm-hmm. while yeah. they're involved in their programs. Interleague, bug, we spoke a lot yep. about that. What are you going to get out of this? And VFL is about them developing across so many areas. And if we can help them do that through our program and then they go back and take that knowledge and that experience and that coaching and that that, uh, that craft and that game plan and all of that that goes with it back to local. Mm. Um, Kai Owens doesn't play with us. He goes back to Cheltenham and provides all that. Yep. That's a great result yep. for Cheltenham for all these teammates he's going to share it with. So that's been the philosophy. It's it's When I say that like as if it's all going wonderfully, it's still a challenge because... Um, of the fact that you know we don't have them all the time in that we train Tuesday, Thursday, and they don't play with us on the weekend. So we're going to have great relationships with coaches like Des Ryan at Shell, like um, uh, Shane Moore at Dingley, like whoever else that we need to talk to to understand. Uh, Brendan Allen at Blackburn, who used to be with us. Yes. How did how did yeah. um, someone like um, uh, Lockie Eighty, for example, go back with Blackburn on the weekend? Did he? Did he? How did he go with his? Um, you know, defensive pressure. How did he go with his, you know, dropping in and out of games? You know, was he working on that? And then give us that feedback and then then we know where, how we can um, work with that person, that player from mm-hmm. there on. So, yeah, they're, they're just quickly some of the little things we're doing to try to make sure it's, um, I suppose, it, it's working as well as it can. Beautiful stuff. And Dave, just one last question before we go because we are a bit short for time now in the lead up to midday. Just want to ask you, what are you most looking forward to in season 2019? Uh, geez, uh, I thought it was going to be an easy one, Coach. It was a, uh, a tough one. What am I most looking forward to? Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, five... This is probably not the answer you'd expect. We ran a community combine trial day last year in November. Yep. Um, opened it up to any local footballer in um, in Melbourne to come and try out for Sandy. Mm-hmm. We had 40, 40 players turn up... 
very quickly. We shortlisted to eight. Yep. Eight did the whole preseason. Uh, we ended up signing five of those eight to oh, our well list. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how those yeah. five. They were local footballers last year, never been VFL listed. Some didn't even play TAC Cup. But I tell you what, they do not look out of place, and I can't wait to see how they go this year. They are cracking young boys. They appreciate everything that's been thrown at them because it's, they didn't think they'd be here. So I can't wait to see how they go. That's brilliant. Hey, David, thank you so much for giving up some of your time this morning here on Beyond the Boundary on Southern FM. You're going to get him in during the year? Yeah, we've we'll, 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 got to make sure we get you in the studio for a chat, and uh, we look forward to uh, having mm. the partnership with uh, Sandringham in uh, Zebras on, on Southern FM, the, the partnership with the Zebras. It's going to be a great year. Thanks, Carl, and um, no doubt we'll uh, have you down as a uh, outside <laughs> broadcaster for some of the VFL uh, broadcasts that you do throughout the year at our uh, Wilson Storage Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Yep. Definitely, we'll lock it in. Thank you so Thanks, much, guys. David. Good, Good on, on you, mate. Good, Good on, on you. you. Cheers. Yeah. David Knizzo there, the CEO of the Sandringham Zebras, uh, and we're looking forward to calling some VFL football here on Southern FM in 2019, and uh, the partnership is fantastic between the station. Uh, and uh, big thanks to David Knizzo, the CEO, and also Vice President of Southern FM, Mark Seymour, who you'll be hearing at midday with Sports Fan Radio. So, yeah, the big coot has just arrived. Yeah, look forward to hearing more about that. So that was David Knizzo. Now... Bug, before we take a break, let's have a little look at Division 1 in the Southern Premier The preview kicks off this Friday night. Port Culture at home to St Kilda City. It's a Friday night game. The reserves start at 5.30 and the main game's at 7.30. Port Colts have got a new coach as Lindsay Gilby, mm. household name. Mm. And Rick Bean takes over the new coach at St Kilda City. The arrivals as well. Port Colts haven't mucked around. So, he, so he's the senior coach of St Kilda? Yep, Rick Bean. Right. Had springy... Um, districts, Parkmore slash yep. under-19s a couple of seasons. Yep. So Rick was also at Morty Ellick and Chelsea Otts as a reserves coach. Yep. So he's well known the senior, yep, senior yep. coach at St Kilda City. Beautiful. The arrival, well, as I was saying before, the poor Colts haven't mucked around. They've gone out and got Chris DeLuca, a former Premiership Rover, with Subiaco in 2014. Yep. He comes, Matthew Sondergeld is a captain of St Albans in the Geelong Football League. He's yep. an on-baller. He comes across. Mitch O'Neill, key defender from West Meadows. Brad Sutcliffe and Justin Taylor return. We all know them from previous times in the Southern League. Great, great players. Lockie Harris, a bloke who kicked 100 goals a couple of seasons ago in the NEFL. He arrives. Yep. Matthew Della Libera, the ruckman from the um, Essendon District Football League. He arrives. So they've gone out and um, recruited heavily. They're going to be a team to watch this year, poor Colts. Mm-hmm. I've tipped them next Friday night. Yep. They're Cal, the real... Cal Cathcart, is he lining Cal's still the there. They haven't yep. lost many. They've, you know what I mean? And I think Lindsay's got them, got them going. Yep. So Brilliant. Um, they've got no rooms there this year. They're in portable. Yep. So you know, we've all been through that mm. um, stuff. St Kilda City, as we mentioned, Sam Fisher arrives with 228 AFL games. Yep. Raf Clark gets on board at yep. 85 AFL games. And mm-hmm. they've picked up Ed Green, brother of GWS... Giants, yes, did Toby. So that's a big game next Friday night. That kicks off. Hyde play home to Oakley Districts. Dom Calisella is a new coach at Oakley Districts. And Sammy Hecker, who took Hyde to a flag last year in Division 2, goes around was. again. Mm-hmm. This is at Hyde, this game. Yep. Um, Tom Brown still running around with Hyde. Div 2 BOG, the Manelli medal last year. A very good footballer, midfielder. Um, Hyde have picked up Jake Bowie, son of Brett, who's listed at the Sandy Dragon. So he'll, that'll be his um, backup club. They've picked up a... B grade Premiership football, who's six foot two from Bo Morris, Dylan Gabra Her, yep. a handy pickup. Uh, Macklin Ray, the ruckman from Frankston YCW, joins um, Hyatt along with James Pilther, ex Morty Ellick, and Rennie Trainer, ex Cheltenham. So they, there's some tours there, and they've also picked up Josh Swift, who played over 250 games at Yarram and is in a key forward. So he'll He's had good practice match form. I yep. think he's kicked 14 goals in two games, so mm-hmm. that's handy. Um, Brett Collins, a former Hawthorne listed AFL player, is retired. Yep. Won his flag, and the body said, 
I'm out. Jake Dermott, um, who had a knee reconstruction, assistant coaching. Um, we may see him in the late half of the year for Hyatt. And Steve Lawrence is going to be the runner for Hyatt. Mm-hmm. So Steve's been helping Sammy Hecker. So yep. that game, that's Hyatt versus Oakley Districts. And Oakley yep. Districts' new coach, as I mentioned before, Dom Carousella, yep. who returns. Yep. Um, his young fellas come across from um, Cranbourne. And they've also, um, you know, they're going to be young this year. Um, Joel B, they've picked up from Ballarat. He's very quick. They're going to rely on your Nathan Peddles, your Anthony Cassette, who missed a season last year. Jake Mullen, best and fairest winner. Yep. Plays a key role. Very mm-hmm. good football. Paul mm-hmm. Fermanis departs. Yep. And um, Jack Panthers have picked up from um, Eastern Football League, Donval, and he's a forward. So they're going to be young. Captain is Simon Black, and vice captain is Brody Hoddick. Yep. And obviously Ryan Pearce and two departs, and he heads over to Hampton Park, being coached by Justin Hill, ex-Oakley Districts. Very good. Now, Wayne, we're going to take a break because we yep. do need to get to Nigel Carmody from Sevens AFL and VFL commentary team. You are listening to Beyond the Boundary, and we'll touch a little bit more on the SFNL Division 1 shortly and be joined by Nigel Carmody right after this. It's seven minutes to midday. My name's Carol, and I'm a survivor. Why did I decide to join a radiotherapy clinical trial through Trog Cancer Research? Because I want to be here for my family. Because I want better treatments for all of us. Because cancer research saves lives. Please support Trog Cancer Research today. Visit trog.com.au slash donate. Because together we can find the answer. Hi, Steve Kay here, and each week I get your music heartbeat going with The Beat Goes On. Fridays from 2 to 4pm right here on 88.3 Southern FM. I play a variety of songs based on a theme from all different genres and decades, and I talk about why I like them and the connection to the theme. It's all designed to connect you with the music and keep your beat going. So join me Fridays at 2pm right here on 88.3 Southern FM for The Beat Goes On. Where do you pull over for morning tea or lunch when out driving for the day? More often than not, it will be a Lions Park. Lions Parks are seen all around Australia. They were the first facilities provided in many country towns and are still maintained and used in today's fast-moving world. Today, Lions are active in clean-up campaigns, tree planting, land reclamation and many other environmental activities. From Sandringham to South Yarra, you're listening to Southern FM. You are indeed. It's Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM, your new show covering everything local football and netball in 2019. My name is Carl Bianco. Joining me in the studio is Wayne the Bug Fuller. And right now, Wayne, we are lucky enough to be joined by Sevens AFL and VFL commentator Nigel Carmody. Nigel, thanks so much for giving us some of your time this morning. Morning, Carl and Wayne. Hope you can hear me okay. I'm just in the car headed into Marvel Stadium for North and Brizzy this afternoon, but I just about drove off the road. I just can't, I can't deal with this, the two words in the same sentence: Cal Cathcart and Port Colts. It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> yes, that's right. You've been a former Premiership player at St Paul's. Yes, uh, fond memories. Was there yes. for a grand final day at Springy last year when the boys uh, grabbed another cup to take home to the corner of Tucker and McKinnon, and hopefully another good season ahead. Mm. Now, Nigel, obviously, have been heavily involved with uh, Sevens AFL and VFL commentary team for a while now, and it's going to be another big VFL season. We, uh, I don't know if you know, but we're covering all of Sandringham's uh, home games this year, and uh, you pay close attention to all of the football clubs uh, within the VFL. Uh, how are Sandringham looking from your perspective? 
Well, first of all, welcome to the family. And I did Thank hear you. Dave Canizzo on earlier on. And the word initiative, anytime we hear the word initiative in the VFL, it excites me and loves that clubs and broadcasters like yourselves are thinking about how do you enhance your respective products. So yep. brilliant that you'll be calling the Sandringham home games this season. I think it's a fantastic thing that hopefully a lot of people, not only um, regular listeners to the station, but people everywhere can tune into. Uh, in terms of the VFL season, Carl... Again, uh, it's one of those ones where I think you throw the cards up in the air and, and wait to see what happens. I think the givens for me are similar to the AFL. Richmond were the best team in the VFL for the majority of last season. They mm-hmm. just stumbled in September. Uh, going out in straight sets, they lost to Williamstown and then obviously to Essendon in the semi-final. Yep. Their list has still got the DNA of a very, very good team. So I'd be anticipating Richmond will be very, very strong once again. Williamstown, on the other hand, were probably the team that once they'd beaten Richmond in the qualifying final at Punt Road, most people switch their premiership tip to the Seagulls. They've supplied the AFL with four players, the DNA of their team. So you take out Michael Gibbons, Brett Bewley, Lockie Schultz and Ben Kavara, that's going to have a significant impact. Mm. You then add to the fact that Ben Jolly, the game's record holder at the club, leaves to go to their arch-rival Port Melbourne, and they're going to have a very different look to them this year. One thing we do know about Andy Collins is he's elite at reinventing teams on the run. They bring in Sam McClarty off Collingwood's list, probably their most significant recruit of the off-season. And you'd imagine Willie are going to be around the mark again. But uh, the beauty of this competition every single season is you come in and it's just so wide open. And whether you're running an AFL standalone model, a VFL standalone model, or an alignment like Sandringham's, uh, all, all the clubs that are running under either of those three models would come in with I think, equal level of confidence that they can make an impact in 2019. Yeah, definitely, 100% agree with you on that. Now, uh, before we let you go, Nigel, because we are running a bit short for time, and uh, as I said earlier, we do appreciate you jumping on for a bit of a chat and, and hearing a bit more about what to expect with the VFL in 2019. Quick question for you. Uh, who are you expecting to win the flag in the VFL this year? Or is it too early to call? Well, no, I'll tip the tigers based on what I've just said then, but as I said, very wide open. Our broadcast game, incidentally, on 7 is next Sunday. So we're yep. reverting back to what we did in 2015 at 11.30 Sunday morning kickoff. Beautiful. And next good. week we'll have the grand final replay between Casey and Box Hill. Oh, fantastic. Oh, very good. Look forward to look uh, to hearing from you and all the team on Channel 7 for the VFL coverage. And uh, that gets away, underway next weekend. Nigel, thanks so much again, mate, for joining us. I really do appreciate you giving up some of your time this morning. And uh, hopefully we can get you on again uh, sometime later on in the year. Thanks, boys. Keep up the good work. Beautiful stuff. Nigel Carmody there from Sevens AFL and VFL coverage and uh, also formerly uh, part of the St. Paul's uh, team in the SFL as well. It's great to have him joining us on the show. Now, Bug, we've got a, a minute to go. We've got a minute here. to go. We'll keep going. More like plays Malvin at More like next week. More like coached again. Second year coach Mick Brown. Um, Nathan Robinson in his second year as playing coach at East Malvern. East Malvern have lost um, Ryan Mullet and Steve Brewer. Mm, Justin sad. Madden apparently is on board. He'll um, play the full forward. Um, Morty picked up Ryan Semmel, the on baller um, from Hentley, Heathcote District League. We saw him on the TV show, The Recruit. Mm-hmm. And that's it, Morty Alec next week. That'll be a good game. Yep. Cheltenham play home to Dingley. Des Ryan coach again his fourth year. Shane Moore coaching Dingley in his ninth year. Um, St. Paul's play home to Bentley. Yep. Jason Heffernan coach again. Yep. Pete Pereira into his um, second year at Bentley. Yep. And that's a night game next Saturday night at St. Paul's. Watch out for the Demons. That's all I'm going to say. So I'll go more in depth the next couple of weeks with the ins and outs. Yes. So the show's gone well, Carl. We thought we were going to battle a bit. But hey, we got there, we Wayne. Got there. 
plenty of uh, great guests. Thanks so much to everybody for your contributions uh, this morning for the first ever Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3. Wayne, it's been a pleasure. Fantastic to be back. Oh, it's great to be back. It's great to have footy back. And <laughs> Footy's back. Footy is back. And a big thanks to everybody for listening in to the first Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM. It's midday, which means we've got to get out there. Get out, get out there, get out of here, I should say. And Sports Fans Radio is coming up with the Professor and Co. Until next time, uh, I've been Carl Bianco, and that's been Wayne Fuller across the desk. And uh, enjoy your footy. We'll be back, same time, same place, next Sunday morning from 10.30am right here on Southern Infield.